On today's episode, the NFL draft has concluded and the league has gone through just a bit of a shakeup as well as the dynasty world. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. What's up? And nobody else because Simon bailed on us. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's jump into it with our trade scenario of the week. This week, we've got a doozy because... I will say, um, there was a sleeper outage earlier today. Today is Monday. Um, there was a sleeper outage earlier today, and unfortunately, while we couldn't see our teams or you know message or do anything else, uh, I did go onto one of my leagues and I noticed that there was a behemoth trade waiting for me to approve. Very large. It's very large. Um, so not only is it uh, a lot of assets here. Uh, literally nine assets being moved aye, aye, aye. but among three teams so it's a three-team trade and let's break it down this actually might be a little bit hard to break down um and it's got some of your favorite players in it um so let's talk about it the kriegs who is in one of our domain leagues uh kriegs got Traylon burks garrett wilson and jameson williams so probably three firsts well, yeah, essentially he got he got three 2022 firsts. Yeah. And three of the guys I would prefer. Jerkowski, he got Ronald Jones and Brees Hall. Okay. And AZ got Lazard, Elijah Moore, two 23 firsts, and a 23 third. Wow. So a lot this to This is big. A lot to unpack. Um I'm not sure I want the Brees Hall Ronald Jones side. You're spot on. Okay. I completely agree. So let's talk about... I think that is the... Uh, Sorry, Jerkowski. I think that is the losing side, well, in my and, opinion. And we're, we're also biased because we don't like Brees Hall, but who knows? Maybe you'll win this we, trade. Yeah, well, it's not quite that for me. It's not... I, I mean, I'm not as big of a fan of Brees Hall as most people are. I just think that Jerkowski in this trade is trading for less chances to hit on his rookies because most of these are rookies. Let, let's be honest. Elijah Moore is essentially still a rookie. Sure. Um, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and Brees Hall. And Rojo's going into a completely new system, and he's not going to be an RB1. So essentially, Drakowski's just getting Brees Hall. I'll, I'll take my chances on the three receivers that Kriegs is getting or the Elijah Moore plus 223 first that AZ is going to be getting um, pretty yeah. much any day. Yeah, I think, okay, I don't know. I think both of these teams are rebuilding, and they should be if you're either taking three rookie wide receivers or you're taking two twenty-three first. Um, and Elijah Moore, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with the, I think I'm gonna go with the three receivers. Which one? Like the actual three receivers? Yeah, the, okay. Burks, cool. Wilson, and Williams. Okay. Just just because number one, I like Garrett Wilson, and we're gonna get into all this in a minute. But I like Wilson, and I like Williams a lot. And Burks, like you know, he has plenty of opportunity to be solid at the very least. So, I think, I don't know. It's a toss up between those two sides for me, and that's a gut feeling. What are you thinking? Um, I think it's easy to say that the Burks, Wilson, Williams side is the one I'm taking of the two, um, with the most number of options uh but 
again, we don't know what 23 is going to bring for those firsts that AZ is getting with Elijah Moore. And I think a year from now, we could very well be saying that that's the side we're taking with the prospects that are going to be coming in 2023. Yeah, you might be right. And it also just depends on how Lazard and Elijah Moore do. Those are yeah. two. Those are two. It, I'm not even looking at Lazard. No, I'm not either. And, I'm not looking at Rojo and, in this. And it will just be interesting to see how Elijah Moore... We're going to get into this. It'll be interesting to see how Elijah Moore does with, does with Garrett Wilson there now. Obviously, I think Garrett Wilson will slide into that wide receiver one role. But Elijah Moore is not going anywhere, so that's going to be interesting too. Okay, it's a fat three-way. It's a fat trade with a P. And it's not a ripoff on on no 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 no. No. It's not like I I just wouldn't take Drakowski's side. It's not like he got ripped off or anything. Yeah, um, he believes in Brees Hall. Okay, wow. Um, so we were not watching the draft live. We were in Chicago and we were at a concert. So there's that so what we were doing is we were watching or we were keeping track of each pick i had the alerts on my phone on albert breer who was the nfl analyst who was breaking all of the picks like three minutes before they happened i just had his alerts on so i was sitting there and enjoying the music and uh just getting all these picks to my phone and the three of us were freaking out as we enjoyed the concert because some crazy stuff went down last thursday night as expected but not as expected. No, not not anything like what I said last week on the pod, which was that all the QBs would get drafted like <laughs> higher than everybody said, and that there would be some yeah. first round QBs, and that and the QBs would yeah. jump up in rookie box. And you you do realize if you're listening, you do realize that is why I prefaced last week by saying that we were idiots and morons, and we had no clue what we're talking about, and we're not going to pretend like we're NFL scouts. So while I'm going to take the huge giant L on my prediction, I told you up front I was an idiot. So if you listen to me, or if you trust me, or if you thought I was right, you shouldn't have because I told you I was an idiot. So, <laughs> But you did get a lot of good information from what we told you about the guys. Because say, what we said about the individuals... Yeah, was spot on because it was fact. So let's let's so I just let's start the show by talking about Malik Willis. Um, okay, <laughs> I was wrong about Malik Willis. Apparently, oh I didn't think I was. But Malik Willis went in the third round I, to Tennessee. The NFL scouts and NFL GMs just told me like, yeah, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about, which I already knew, but. At the same time, Malik Willis was held out hope. pretty much consensus 102 up across every dynasty league up until last week. So it's not like we were the only ones that that screwed the pooch on that one. But yeah. but we still screwed. Yeah, the pooch is on is that. Malik I mean, Willis even going in the first round? Yeah, no. I think he is. I think at a late first, oh, late boy. first, early second. I mean, yeah. I mean, what a slide, man. Yeah, I, I yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. There was. Uh, <clears throat> Simon, shout out to our boy um, who's enjoying his time in the Florida right now. But Florida. He, he said once all this was happening, come like the middle of the third and no QB um, other than Kenny Pickett was off the board, he was like, I am out on these quarterbacks 100%. And I kind of trashed him a little bit for it to begin with. And then in hindsight, a few days later um, – I, I'm pretty much with him on this. I am going for the upside of the receivers. Yeah. They're outside of Kenny Pickett, to me personally, there is no long term starting caliber, high end 
quarterbacks. And I don't even think Kenny Pickett in dynasty is that. in this league, and I don't think Kenny Pickett is that no. either. You can make I an mean, argument for Kenny Pickett because of his draft capital alone and the fact that he's on. But his hands are tiny. <sighs> okay, that is stupid. Don't make that <laughs> I'm argument. Just kidding. <laughs> but it, it's just <laughs> there. There are a lot of wide receivers where we love some of the later landing spots. The receivers we're are amazing. Guys, like I mean, let's, we're gonna get in yeah, all this. Yeah. we're gonna get on. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's glad, talk about one thing that we did. I'm get glad right. you did give Simon credit though. But yes. to be fair. I do kind of wish Simon were here this week because he has his fair amount of goofy opinions. And <laughs> and if you're if apparently if you're a rookie, Simon is gonna rank you like like ridiculous top twelve high. of every for, position for zero. Like reason. all the top twelve of his running backs were just rookie running backs. They he bumped all the guys. Jonathan Taylor was thirteen. Like that's yep, it, yep. that's exactly how absolutely he did. not true. But essentially, that's he did. I mean, he is very 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 high on those who have not played a snap yet in the NFL, which is hilarious, and we can trash him for it because he's not here to defend himself. Yes. Although somehow I feel like he's like telepathically arguing with us. Yeah, about he'll it. he'll get revenge on us. He's actually texting us right now. Oh, is he really? Kenneth Walker. But oh, um, that being said, let, let's talk about the first um, dynasty asset that went off the board yes. in the NFL draft. Well, so we'll just go down. Let's just go through the draft. Let's just yeah. go through the draft. And this was surprising. This was this surprised me. I called it. That is one thing that we got yeah, right in the pod yeah, last week. I said the ideal place for, yes, Drake London going to the Falcons. That was that was where we wanted to see him go for Dynasty. And guess where he went? To the Falcons. Now, I'm not a Drake so, London fan, and I haven't I'm been this either. whole process. It does say to a lot to me that he was drafted eight overall. But Absolutely. at the same time, it's the Falcons, and you can definitely count on them to screw something like this up. Um Although, you know, Drake London going at the 103 and rookie drafts, I'm not killing somebody for now. It makes he has no, the most draft capital of anybody. Yep. Although not by much because of this stretch of receivers that went here which was insane yeah. and we're going to get into in a second. But, Still personally taking Garrett Wilson, but yeah. Drake London when it comes to landing spot, you can just you can just Now I think my only problem, oh, I think be my, so thrilled that he I think my only Washington. Well, oh, absolutely. He's Dotson. better off in Atlanta than he is most places, but this yep. at the same time it just scares me that Mariota is going to be throwing him the ball this year, or maybe Ritter? Desmond, Desmond Ritter? Ritter. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But but I, the quarterback situation—I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if Drake London, if is a Justin Jefferson quarterback-proof wide receiver. I doubt it. I'm not going to compare him to Justin Jefferson because I do not think he is the level of wide receiver as Justin Jefferson by any means. But if he can prove himself to be quarterback-proof, then maybe his Atlanta landing spot makes him an elite dynasty wide receiver we don't know because we're not experts and anybody telling you on twitter or on youtube or any of this crap that they know how these rookies are going to pan out this year they're literally feeding you bull crap because they do not know how would you know you can make educated guesses all you want but how would you know we're not going to act like we know and we're not going to try to we'll give you our opinion we'll give you our opinion though probably a better landing spot for drake london than some of the alternatives in this area Concerned about the QB, it will be interesting to see if he's QB proof. And the next guy who went is the the our, our baby of this draft. He is, in my opinion, he might end up being the best dynasty asset from this draft, and that's Garrett Wilson. I absolutely would not be surprised with as much wide receiver movement as there has been this year. Our dynasty wide receiver rankings have just been completely spin cycled at this point. And the top 10 especially has been completely spent with Tyreek and with how that affects Waddle and with A.J. Brown, which we're going to get into, which just threw a wrench through everything. I would not be surprised if come next year Garrett Wilson is a top 12 dynasty dynasty wide receiver. I would not be surprised if he's flirting his way into our top couple tiers and he 
inches his way up there with some of the other younger guys. Because I will tell you this. While Elijah Moore is not a liability for the Jets, Garrett Wilson will be the wide receiver one for the New York Jets. In my opinion, Garrett Wilson is the best wide receiver in this class. In my opinion, Garrett Wilson has the highest dynasty upside in this class. Maybe other than Brees Hall, but I, you know how I feel about Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson is my favorite player in rookie drafts, and it's not close. I like the Jets landing Are you spot sure about that? I didn't know he was your favorite wide receiver in this class. No, he's my favorite player in this class. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Who would I, I put didn't above know that. him? I I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. You say this every week. Shut up. So I know you love Garrett Wilson. Well, and I also <laughs> like I do like Zach Wilson as a as a sophomore this year and it w- I mean obviously that's going to determine a lot of how Garrett Wilson does. Although I do think that Garrett Wilson has a higher ability to be QB proof than Drake London. Just my opinion. Drake London with, you know, they're throwing him up the ball and using his big body to go up and get that. I mean, but the passes have to be there. Garrett Wilson is such a good route runner that he can create space, enough space for a bad quarterback. If he gets it anywhere in the area, should I mean, I, it's just my observation with the, with the route running and the speed and and I, it's this hard. is fast forwarding a bit. But does Brees Hall af- going to the Jets as well affect his fantasy production? I mean, if Brees Hall wasn't there, are you asking me would they pass more? Probably. So then, by that logic, yes. But it, does it worry me about? I mean, does it make me any less high on Garrett Wilson? No. I'm telling you. So what? I mean, imagine this: Zach Wilson takes the step up and is the quarterback that the Jets thought he would be next year, and then Garrett Wilson is left for all of his main target share, and he has all this draft capital at the 110 and all of these targets and all of the talent. Oh gosh, I love me some Garrett Wilson. Any thoughts on Garrett Wilson, Nathan? Uh, nothing really more than than what you said, I guess. Other than uh, I. It, it, I'm I'm torn. I, I'm torn with anything the Jets do anytime because True. they they draft a lot of talent. Obviously, they got Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall being the most notable of those, and this, the most notable for us in Dynasty. I could see it going really well. I could also see it crashing and burning in a hurry for the team. Um, we don't love their coach. We don't know their coach. We're not in the NFL. We don't get the inside scoop. But just from what we've seen, um, Selah is not, uh, how would you put it? He, he, he does not seem to be, the, for us, the best fit there in the Jets organization. And he's made some questionable moves. One of the things that I worry about the most in New York um, is for Zach Wilson's life. So <laughs> this is um, this is what we had to worry about as Colts fans when Andrew Luck was on the team, and Andrew Luck was actually good. Um, but Zach Wilson has proven nothing. He threw eight touchdowns and 17 interceptions last year. He was all but irrelevant in fantasy. He has a lot, of, a lot to prove going into this season, and yes, they gave him a butt-ton of weapons, man. But those weapons don't matter if he can't get the ball out of his hands because he's not protected. Right. There, uh, I, I could easily see this being like a Joe Burrow situation, but maybe even worse. I'm incredibly concerned about their offensive line. When you see um, young QBs get drafted that earlier the previous year and then the following year, there's not really much effort put into um, making their O-line better significantly better that's incredibly concerning to me 
it's not enough for me to not have Garrett Wilson as my first wide receiver off the board in any rookie draft. Um, but it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And something that could, could affect Brees Hall. Um, if they want him to be the main bell cow running back and make Michael Carter be the guy who's catching more of the balls because he did show a bit of receiving upside last season, which I liked. That's what I really liked from Michael Carter. And if Brees Hall can't uh, maximize those carries, then we could see Michael Carter kind of doing the same thing. It, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see. And we'll, we'll talk about Brees Hall and Michael yeah, Carter next yeah. or, or, or eventually here in this spot. It's an inter- it is an interesting landing spot. It's an interesting situation. But I think I like it. I think I like him with a good young QB. That just, just yes, my and the QB for me is not the situation. No. It's all about the coaching and it's all about the offensive line. Okay. Because they've destroyed a QB before this and Sam Darnold. At so. 10, give me one Ohio State receiver. At 11, give me the other. The Saints traded up and grabbed Chris Olave, which was is a huge boost in his draft capital. Man, Massive. I did not see him going above Jameson Williams. Who went right after him? I... I I guess I saw him going over the rest of the with the, over Burks and and definitely Dotson, but there were a lot of moves. In I just, just I saw shocking. I saw you know Olave Jamison Williams going lower than this, and obviously Jamison Williams went right after this. But um, you know, uh, I hate giving away my secrets on this podcast, man. But I just this is ha- what we're here for. I just have to say it. Chris Olave might be the best value in the draft because he's going to go to new Orleans and I get it that Michael Thomas isn't washed and he's coming back. And he was at one point, the number one fantasy wide receiver. I understand that. But at the same time, they just spent the, the 11th overall pick on Chris Olave, a guy who, you know, has the tools to be good and, and has the tools to produce in fantasy on a saints team where there is not, a ton of target competition from the tight end position or the wide receiver position. May and then you've got Kamara, Michael but, Thomas. But that's it. And and and, and is it yeah. uh, is it outside the realm of possibilities? There's that phrase we use that Michael Thomas comes back and isn't as good as he was before. Of course, it's possible. I think it's likely. I think he's not going to be as good as he was. I think likely is pushing it. You don't. You think he's going to? You think he's likely to be as good as he was pre-injury? No, but I don't think he'll be bad. I didn't say that. I thought you were saying he wasn't going to put no. up like. No, you'll you'll okay. go back and listen to this, and you'll be like, "Yeah, that's what yeah. he said." But yeah, he he's likely to be not as good as he was pre-injury. Yes, which was wide receiver one overall. <laughs> so he'll pro- yes. if Michael my, I, for me Michael Thomas being successful this season would be to jump into the wide receiver two range, like upper upper wide receiver two, like in value. No, like in production, wide receiver twelve to fifteen. Ooh. And I don't see that happening. You you see him getting a you see him getting producing above that Michael oh above twelve sorry I'm sorry no I do not so I, I, mean, keep, need, I keep mixing up what you're saying you keep saying he pronouns I I thought you were saying Chris Olave don't assume my pronouns. I thought you were gonna say Chris <laughs> Chris Olave was gonna go was gonna be in the twelve to fifteen range no 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 no, no, no. I'm saying if Michael the, Michael the, Thomas the, the, probably the upside for Michael Thomas is twelve is to fifteen, 15. Where I expect yes. him to fall somewhere in between a wide receiver two and a wide receiver yeah three. I completely agree with you there so with that being said you have a young Good receiver that you spent the 111 on, and Chris Olave is going. Lot, yeah, ins- Olave could jump him in anywhere value. from 107 to 112 in these drafts. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's good value. I mean, if he's their wide receiver one and he pans out, he might be the steal of this yep. year's draft. 
Yes. However, while, while I'm with you on that, I do still like Jamison Williams more than I like Chris Olave, who went right after Olave did in the draft, going 13th overall yeah. to Detroit. I do like I like Jamison more too. I you can rewind to last week and you see how much I like Jamison. But Jamison is going probably where he should be going. 104 to 107 and and Chris Olave is going after that. Okay. And they have about the same draft capital. But I do think Jamison Williams is probably the more talented receiver. Um there is more target competition in Detroit than there is in New Orleans with uh, Hawkinson. And then obviously a similar back in Swift, a pass-catching back like that. Uh, but Amon Ross St. Brown is up there. They've got DJ Chark up there now. So a couple of these weapons are, are going to out-depth uh, New Orleans. But like I said, Jamison Williams is the better receiver. And you know the quarterback situations in both these places scare me. Jamis, though, has proven the ability to produce as a fantasy quarterback and then also create opportunities for dynasty wide receivers to produce too because he did it with Godwin and Evans in Tampa Bay and threw for a trillion yards and a trillion interceptions and stole lobster and that was what he did that's true so but again I mean you're you're looking at these guys that have short-term contracts like the Saints yeah yeah and you're looking at the class that's coming up next year and you're assuming that teams like the Saints are going to be those teams that are going to have those high-end draft picks going into the 2023 season, and they're probably not going to pass up on a quarterback. So that that's that's why teams like Carolina, Carolina, Seattle, Houston, and Atlanta didn't go for quarterbacks this year because why? For like, for why? For for why? <laughs> when you have a a QB class next year light years ahead of the one this year. Yeah. And it's why why not build up the other positions to prepare for what you know is going and to let's, come next And let's season. take let's take this And that's that's uh Yeah. Let's, that's what I'm saying. Jameis probably won't be there. Probably not. He, it depends not on, it depends on how term. the Saints do. But let's let's take this opportunity to plug the fact that we have been telling we have been telling you all along that the 22 class sucked. And Nathan and I both across probably 12 or 13 leagues combined have did you have any first round rookie picks no i traded them all away you traded them all away simon also he at least traded back significantly did you have any second round picks um i have a couple i have like one or two maybe all together <laughs> so out of, so out, so out of 12 leagues between us we have two second round picks and that's it because i traded away all yeah. my first this year and every single one of my seconds we have been telling you for a while that the 22 yes. class sucked. And now and I would hate to be in a position. I would, I would, number one, I would hate to be in a position where I'm drafting, trying to decide at the 102, who, okay, who am I going to take after Brees Hall? Even at the 103, 104, like who, the 106 and the 107, yeah, the 106 and the 107 are at least like, okay, you get the guys that fall to you there. And if Kenneth Walker falls, you grab maybe him. Or yeah. you take out of the best four receivers, you take whichever is the one that's left. I just, I get sick to my stomach every time I think about owning a first round draft pick in this class. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I did? Okay. Uh, we we don't like talking about our trades much in this pod, but this is noteworthy. This is the type of value you're getting for these draft picks this year. For the 101, I traded away the 101, so I, t- I essentially traded Brees Hall. I may get some shade for this. I don't care. I got a top five dynasty wide receiver for the 101. I traded the 101 and I got AJ Brown. 
Do you know how much AJ Brown is worth? He's worth more than two firsts. He's worth probably two firsts in a second. Yeah, probably an early second. And people are gonna say that was people's immediate response is gonna be bringing his value with with the Eagles, which I get. But it doesn't matter. We had him at we had him at dynasty wide receiver three, and we bumped him down to dynasty one or two spots. Yeah, it yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. You're right. You're right. It doesn't matter. And that's a good trade. I'd take that trade too. That is that is the value. That's those are the type of guys that you're getting for draft picks, guys. These are lottery picks. And you just saw how good we are, not just us in the pod, but how good anyone in the dynasty community is at identifying skill. And that is really because bad. Really the guys bad. that we thought were good ended up going in the third and fourth round. Yep. So so what what do we know? <laughs> who who are we to say that the guys and why we think you, are going to be good are going to be good? And why is your judgment any better now than it was before no, the draft? Every single player in this rookie draft that went in running back, wide receiver, quarterback, none of them they they should not all be in our top what three hundred probably they, yeah like the the top five running backs in this draft should not be in the top fifty overall running backs. Do you, do you Simon. know why? There are top. What do you know? Why the running back ones are top twelve? Why the wide receiver ones are top twelve? Why the QB ones are top eight? Because there's not many of them. You know why? Because every single year there aren't many rookies that hit in last. Right. So if you can get a guy like AJ Brown, who has all but proven that he is going to be a long term top twelve dynasty wide receiver, agreed. Then. Take it. And people will argue. Take it. I think people are going to make the argument that, well, that you don't, there's no guarantee AJ Brown will be a top 12 wide receiver. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going in the 1 the, 1 in, in 2020. I know. I get it. Look, I, I've been telling people all along. If you, <sighs> first of all, you I got a little fiery. And this is, for, this is for all of you. This but is not for, sorry. And this is for those of you in our domain leagues who act like you know what you're talking about with rookies. You, you don't. don't. You don't know what you're talking about. And neither do we. You need to take a, a good dose of humble sauce here because yes. like legit, I, I see you guys break down the rookies in the chat and it's good to speculate and it's fun and it's what we're supposed to do. I get it. Here's what we do know. But you don't know. Yes. Here's what we do know and here's what you know. You know that Jonathan Taylor is a good running back and has immense dynasty value. You know Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert are the top three most valuable quarterbacks in dynasty. You know Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are the top two most valuable wide receivers in dynasty. And for the most part, we all agree at least on our top 12 at each position, even to an extent with tight end. Yeah. Excluding Albert O. But that's who, <laughs> that's what we know. You know why? Because they've played. And they've shown us what they can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. It's fun to speculate, but you, number one, you don't know. You don't. You're not an NFL scout. You're sitting on your couch in your house, wherever the so, frick you live, yeah. playing dynasty yeah. fantasy. Football. Case in point, James Cook. Don't lie to yourself. Like I, you know what? I really liked where James Cook ended up. I liked that he was at Buff. I liked that. We, he this ended is where up we can Buffalo. trash Simon. Why he's not here? And but but does he deserve to be a top 25? Running back in Dynasty? Where did Simon rank at? Heck to the no, 24th. <laughs> we, oh, Simon, we can talk about this Simon. later. And I'm not, I'm not trashing you specifically. I'm just saying in I'll general, there, since when were we supposed to be high on these guys? Christian Watson, like, yeah, he went the second round. But are we going to be high on, on the wide receiver that the Patriots took in the second round? Maybe a little bit more because of where they went. But, like, we have no idea what they're going to do. 
James Cook loved where he went to the Bills. They're probably going to throw him the ball. He's got some receiving upside. Same with Rashad White in Tampa Bay. You really think they're going to be a <laughs> top 25 running back at their respective position? We've probably t- we not. T- we told you for months that this, so, this class is thin. It's not... It's. It's don't get overly not excited talent, no. about every single class because it uh you, and uh, and I'm jumping more in, than more than half the time you're going to be wrong and I'm jumping that's and I'm jumping in to make a, make a couple trades for rookies but it's only because of the value side of it I'm not guessing that I'm I'm not guessing on talent I am looking at it and and yeah you you play the board you play the value it's kind of like what would I um I was just telling I was just telling this to Avery earlier today would you take you wouldn't you if you had the 101 this year's 101, which is Brees Hall. Correct. You would never receive Austin Eckler and give up the 101. There's not enough there. If I had Austin Eckler, I would never give up Austin Eckler to take the 101. And that's personal preference, but but like I would never you're give me, up J.K. Dobbins to take the 101. If you're asking me, yeah, which of these guys I'd rather have on my team? I would team, never I'd give up CMC Eckler, to I'd take the 101. Dobbins, like. And and the, Brees Hall's going the third running back overall in startup drafts. Oh, that's a joke. So that's just ridiculous. You know what? We can end up being completely wrong next year. Brees Hall could be an amazing running back, <laughs> top three dynasty value, surpassing everyone we thought he couldn't, and we could be wrong. Will I will we apologize for being wrong next year about that? No. No. <laughs> because what was the chances that he was what were the chances that he was actually gonna do that? Probably 50-50, because yeah. there have been plenty of running backs who everyone thought was gonna be amazing. And you you can say Leonard Fournette has the same or or, or similar grade as Brees Hall does. Leonard Fournette was a flop until this year. Yeah, I was gonna say Leonard Fournette. He was a bust. He couldn't when he finally you, found his good landing spot, like that's where it was like, oh, okay, now. He, 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 you you felt like you were getting a steal if you were getting a second for Leonard Fournette up until this season. Right. So there are plenty of running backs with Brees Hall's grade that haven't hit. There are plenty that have grades worse than him that do hit. Yeah. So that we I beat the dead horse. You beat the dead horse yeah, on this. Yeah. And that, we kind of went out of order here, but I wanted yeah, to make that clear. It didn't matter. Post NFL draft. Uh, at sixteen, Jahan Dotson went to the Commanders. Just. Just just throw the guy's career away before he even touches the field. Yeah, NFL, super right? sad, man. That stinks, man. <laughs> do you actually um, now the the little bit of promise that I do see in this, and this may be my biased nature because I love Jahan Dotson. When I saw Dotson going to the Commanders, I wanted to cry. Um, the the one <laughs> the one silver lining I saw in this is the fact that I know I may get laughed for this as well. He is playing with Carson Wentz. Um, who Michael Pittman played with last year and flirted with wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, but he's um, also got Terry there. Yeah, Dotson is not. I don't. Pittman, I don't think Wentz. I don't think Wentz plays Wentz overly can, well there. Yeah, Wentz and can I, get him the ball. And I also don't think he produces could. two high end wide receivers in dynasty in terms of production in in Dotson and. And obviously, you just don't want to be. Uh, I, I just, I really do feel bad for anybody that Commanders draft because obviously yeah. they're in the news yeah. with their with their ethical stuff, and they're obviously yeah. a mess, legal, legal and uh, their stadium sucks. And, and you know, com- the Commanders they could have picked so many cool names, and then yeah. the Red Wolves would have been cooler, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I do feel for the guy. As far as his value, it didn't change a whole lot. He's still going in about the same spot. I think he probably should. Are you taking him there? It, like if he falls to probably, you, probably I'm only taking him at the two hundred one. If he gets okay. there, yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm, I'm taking him. I, but I don't know. It's just it's it just 
Uh, it just depends. But another guy, the guy that I'm taking before him, Traylon Burks, got drafted at 18 to the Titans. What are the Titans doing picking at 18 where Philly is supposed to be picking? Philly traded for A.J. Awesome. Brown. This was ridiculous, man. So this is obviously a very – it's, it's there's a lot of implications here. Uh, let's let's break it down by team. So for Philly, they get in, in, in one of the better dynasty wide receivers in A.J. Brown. We had him top three. We, he's still top five for us. We did drop him a little bit. I think rightfully so. And, and, and the reason for that is because I don't think Jalen Hurts has the volume or the arm talent to produce two top-tier dynasty wide receivers in A.J. Brown – and I guess a second tier in Devonta Smith, like yeah. a, or a, a wide receiver too, because well, two things. Number one, I actually think this helps Devonta Smith, and I this is the one thing that I actually yep. was decent on last week, is I did say that I thought at this pick that Philly was going to take Traylon Burks because of his build and because he would complement Devonta Smith well, and essentially what they did is they went and got almost the same thing in AJ Brown. I mean, I think they're very similar. I think it's a good comp for Traylon Burks. I don't like the Debo comp. I I would. Say AJ Brown's a better comp. It's not perfect still, but at the same time, they went and got that big body receiver to complement Devonta Smith. Now they now defense is playing the they Eagles. Have to pay a lot less. Have a guy. It. They've got to worry about going up and getting the ball and having a crazy, crazy catch radius. And AJ Brown, he can yes. catch anything. Yes. And then Devonta Smith, who obviously you know is too short to play in the NFL, but is super fast and has super good hands and was amazing in Alabama and showed yep. some promises rookie year. Yeah, how many yards? Didn't he have damn near a thousand yards in his rookie year? Yeah, he had like uh, eight, nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, now here, here's here's the best part about AJ Brown going to Philly um, is you can't really ask for a better position to be in when it comes to coaching. We we know Sirianni Nicky, well, Nicky. Um, because of what he did here in Indy with some pretty crap bum quarterbacks from a dynasty perspective philip yes. rivers was great um but sirianni was a solid coach and he did a lot of the play calling and he is proven to be more than competent with a less than competent quarterback in jalen hurts who we know is not going to be their long-term option which is what we love to see with aj brown in philly that they just signed him to a four-year hundred million dollar contract and yeah. Within the next year or two, they're going to be. You like the contract. They're going to be having like, a way better. QB you like there the contract. I hope so. That you like the contract there. You like that. Number one, the Eagles were a playoff a team. The Eagles were a playoff team last. The Eagles were a playoff team last year. Yes. And at thirteen, they took Jordan Davis, and Jordan Davis is a beast. I'll tell you right he's now, a beast man. If if he's not a dynasty player, unless you have you know the individual defensive players on, but he's not a dynasty player. But if he was, I'd be drooling over this guy. As a DT, I mean, he is ginormous and he is fast, man. Holy smokes! It's, it's actually like a freaking freight train. Would you like to see that guy chasing you? Yeah, no. no. Oh my no. gosh! But you gotta—I mean, you at least have to respect what the Eagles are doing. You know, being a playoff team and going and upgrading their roster, getting getting Jordan Davis, getting AJ Brown. You just worry about Jalen Hurts, and I'll say it again: I do not think that while Devonta Smith, I think this helps him, that has to, by default, hurt A.J. Brown at least a little bit because I do not think that both of them can produce as top 24 dynasty wide receivers. Uh, maybe they, they probably could do top 24. I don't think they could both be top 18 or 16 dynasty wide receivers with Jalen Hurts as quarterback. Jalen Hurts runs the ball too much. His arm isn't fantastic. Yeah. You think Goddard stays the same? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about Goddard. Shoot, man. I mean the the, the target share that AJ Brown demanded in Tennessee, um, I 
I don't think he'll get that quantity in Philly like he did in Tennessee because there was no competition in Tennessee. However, I still think he's going to get a he's, massive He's got to, and they're share. paying him to. They're so, paying him so, to. So, but you're talking about the trio of Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. That's 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 three of the best, better weapons, like, trios. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the better oh, yeah. weapons trios in the NFL. In the NFL. With Jalen Hurts throwing them the ball, and it just makes me mad. I have to say that this that probably hurts Dallas Goddard, which hurts my heart because I own a lot yeah. of Dallas Goddard shares. And I'm, well, in Dynasty, I'm not moving him. No, Still not no, moving no, no. him. He's but he was it, a good. He it was hurts. A, yeah. At least for now, I think it hurts his ability to move up those dynasty boards in, in your tight end rankings. He's he's probably stuck at seven for probably another year. Um, would be the <sighs> yeah prediction for me. But you know, one receiver that was helped in a trade, definitely not hurt in the trade, was Marquise Brown who apparently, it was reported that this trade happened a month and a half yeah, ago. Apparently yeah, back was, in the mid, wish, middle wish of March. Wish they could have told the dynasty owners this. Yeah, well, we found out mid-draft that the Cardinals gave up their first-round pick, and they acquired Marquise Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Man, and it's, that's a big trade. I, and we just heard today, on top of that, that DeAndre that Hopkins had three types of steroids and a beaver tranquilizer in him. Beaver tranquilizer in him, and is going to miss the first six games of the season. All y'all who own Marquise Brown and bought him in the offseason better be jumping up and down. And I was one of them. And I was another. So. What do, what do you think about this? Well, I love the people Avery. that are like, oh, this is your last chance to sell Rondale Moore. Shot it. He, he's, ah, gosh. I love it. I love people short, literally shorting Rondale Moore because of his height. And Rondale Moore not only last year, you know, oh, yeah, his depth, his average depth of target, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? They actually weren't necessarily trying to use him any differently than that. And there's a good possibility this year, especially in the first six games of the season, that when Rondell Moore is going to be their second option there in Arizona, it will be really interesting to see how they use Rondell Moore. Because while it's fairly obvious that Marquise Brown is going to get the majority of the targets for the first six games, you don't think the defense knows that? They're going to have to use Rondell a little bit, and using him two or three yards out of the line of scrimmage every single time is not going to work. So if you're selling Rondell Moore... Maybe think twice because Rondé Moore could be a guy who comes out and and proves it in the first six games of the season when, big when, when defenses here, yeah. are focusing on Marquise Brown. So I don't yeah. Rondé Moore is is already valued so low. Just selling him while he's valued low it seems kind of stupid to me. If anything, yes. you, if anything, you hold yes. him and after the first six games of the season when he performs, then you sell him. Yeah. But I don't even know why people are looking to sell him. I don't know why Simon has him ranked in like the sixties. <laughs> like I mean, it just it, for Simon it's because he's short. But I mean that's whatever here's here's what i really like about rondell moore and why he's grown on me in the offseason because when we started this podcast you mentioned about you you thought ron you said rondell moore was a buy and i said no 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 but i've kind of changed my opinion when it comes to how over time i realized that you're right i realized that you're right well there you go does that make you feel better about yourself oh yeah your your approval is everything i ever wanted yeah well Arizona goes in the offseason. They lose Christian Kirk, who gets paid a ridiculous fortune to go play in Jacksonville. Oh, so sad. Bummer, bummer. Well, they just replaced <laughs> him with Marquise Brown, who stretches the field even better than he's Christian like, Kirk. He's like Christian you Kirk. You know who that leaves? Upgrade. For the short passes, that leaves Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore. And maybe Trey and maybe McBride. McBride. Yeah, nice. But I would wager that uh, your first option out of those would be Rondell Moore on the outside. I just don't understand. And 
Why now? Why would you sell him now? It's so N- nice. Number one, that's it's just so that's just bad fantasy. Love advice. his situation because of how Marquise Brown. So if you're gonna sell so. Rondell Moore now, I'll go buy him, and then if I need to sell him, I'll do it after the first six games of the season. Or I'll keep him because he does well. I mean, it, yeah. there's no reason to sell him. You're not going to no. get anyone in the mid-second no, round that's exactly. better than Rondell Moore. Jackpot. Unless you. you're lucky on a 50-50 shot. So right. Um, first quarterback off the board was at 20, and that was Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett. I'm not overly shocked by this pick at all. Does and he start? Day I'm one? also not. Uh, I've got some hot takes from that in our leagues when we, you know, finish up talking about some of these preliminary things, but. I th- I have a gut feeling that Trubisky starts week one, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I also don't really care. I think Pick- I don't think it affects Pickett is the uh, everyone Pickett else. is the best well, dynasty quarterback value in dynasty or or prospect in dynasty right now, and that says a lot. That says don't touch the quarterbacks in this in this. Just don't touch them. Yeah. I wouldn't even touch Willis at this point. Like. Willis is at least in a decent situation because he's behind Tannehill, who's getting old, and isn't that good to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. even then, like, I'm still taking Pickett, and blah, yeah. man. Like, I mean, Pickett is not... This yeah. is a weak quarterback class. But, yeah, he he's still going... He's not really going at the 102 anywhere. He's probably still going mid-first in most startup drafts, and I think that's fair for a quarterback yes. that gets drafted in the first round yes. that has a you know a chance to start on day one. But yeah, I don't know. Can he pick yes. it as a prospect? Like he's not like he's he's not he's nowhere near generational. Yes, he was that, very good in that college. Being said, he's got small hands. Like oh my gosh, I just stop. I have to I have to stop. do it. Stop. I know. Go ahead. The, okay, for the record, we don't think the small hands matter. We've said that so many times, and it's because it's a joke. It's we're making, we're making fun of people who think it matters. F- yes. Anyways, that being said, yes, it kind of is disappointing that Kenny Pickett is really the the most valuable quarterback in this class now. However, the chances of you hitting on any other quarterback compared to Kenny Pickett are low. I I think if any if you were to hit on any quarterback in this class, it is Kenny Pickett, and. The, uh, of all the situations for Kenny Pickett to be in, Pittsburgh was the ideal spot for him yeah, to land. You probably. wanted him there. With Tomlin, uh, it, that it's makes like, me feel better. It really, the thing <laughs> locationally, it's a match made in heaven for them because he went to Pitt. Imagine, and where does he end up? That. In Pittsburgh. So that's... I. Oh. No, the, that you, the, you love seeing that, dude. If there was and, anywhere I wanted a quarterback Mike, to Mike go, Mike Tomlin can maximize it, his it ability. It was Pittsburgh because yes. they've got the coach, they've got the defense, yes. they've got the weapons, they've got the but fans. But don't say he's going to be the next Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if anybody's and, even saying that, like, and that's and that's he's, smart. So yeah, be ah, cautious. Don't overpay for guys. him. But if someone's really low on Kenny Pickett, I would go and get him because he is all but guaranteed to start at some point in Pittsburgh because of where he went in the draft. You don't draft a quarterback at the 120 in the NFL to never start him. Yeah. So He'll get a shot. Yeah, he's going he, he to have a fair will. shot and and probably a good guy to hang on to at this point. Um, the Packers traded up to the 202, and they grabbed Christian Watson from North Dakota State, a guy that, you know, playing at North Dakota State, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about Christian Damn. Watson. But I think, he, I think he is a good asset, though, just because, number one, he could go into Green Bay and be the wide receiver one yes. and it's likely he he does I mean it just will all depend on how Christian Watson turns out and honestly I don't know enough about him as a prospect and I and I'm not high enough on him to say that he is yeah so he's, he's, he's a getting speedy drafted boy. He's, he's getting he's a speedy boy. well he's he getting drafted in the first round though. yeah he threw okay so Christian Watson threw a fourth 
or <laughs> through. He ran a four three six, and he's taller. He's six four. He's two oh eight. I think what people are most attracted to is his speed, which is understandable. However, who did the Packers just lose that ran a four three seven? Marquez Valdez Scantling, the man who just the went to legend. KC. And what what did what did MVS do? In, in in Green Bay, he he didn't really do much from a fantasy perspective, but what he was good for was stretching the field, right? And Christian Watson, I could see being incredibly effective for them as a team in stretching the field, so that Rodgers can be more efficient and more effective with the guys that are sort of doing those mid range routes. But is Christian Watson going to put up consistent high end wide receiver numbers in dynasty for a long time? No, I wouldn't put my money on it. No, and so I'm not raking him super high as a wide receiver. And there's and there's a reason. No, here's the thing. And he's going in the first, which is fine as long as he's going behind London and Wilson <laughs> and Olave and Williams and even probably Dude, Dotson and, and yeah. definitely Burks. Like, Bro, this is literally terrifying. Actually, can I just tell you this? Go for it. Um, MVS is six four two zero six. Christian Watson is six four two zero eight. <laughs> MVS ran a four three seven and Christian Watson ran a four three six. They yeah. are spitting images of each other. Like yeah, they are but the I same. think Watson and Watson has more upside, so that helps. And because somebody's, of draft and somebody's got to catch those passes in Green Bay, right? And you got to think if they traded up to get him, that Aaron Rodgers wanted him, and that helps. So I don't know. I do think yeah, I think yes. he's I think he's a good asset. I just I I see him going a little bit too high for my liking, but and I'm definitely not ready to jump on the uh, Christian Watson's a top twenty. Yeah, no, no pass. A uh, Brees Hall went. At 36 of the Jets. Don't love Brees Hall. Decent landing spot. I think that that... Wasn't my favorite landing spot. No. Like Kenneth Walker better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that odds are that Brees Hall ends up in a committee backfield with Michael Carter. And you agree with that, don't you? Uh, committee to an extent. Uh, this may be a faulty comparison, but seeing like a Javante Melvin Gordon thing, it's a different situation because Melvin is way older. But when it comes to them taking away production from each other in fantasy specifically, I could see I mean, that this, this happening. This destroys Michael Carter's value. And I think he's a buy. I think you should buy him. And if that's the case, then then Brees... I mean, you got to understand, guys. The NFL teams don't give a crap about your dynasty team, and they're trying to win football games. And committee backfields... Those are super effective. They tend to win football games. Yeah, it's not like they just... And they're efficient. Yeah, it's not like they're throwing Michael Carter away. He was incredibly effective And And year. as Simon said, well, yeah, Michael Carter was a fourth-round pick. Guys, draft capital is not everything. It's not everything. Yes. Well, the, though Simon is right. He he was he was spot on about the quarterbacks. We want to give him credit here because, I mean, when he said he's out on the quarterbacks, he's out on the quarterbacks, and we understand why. Yeah, but he said that after and, the draft, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yes. Still, but, everybody's saying that after the draft. No, because a lot of people a lot of people still want guys like Pickett, who we just saw go mm, very early. I'm not seeing that in but, drafts. I think most people are. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, although good job, Simon. Anyways, I'll give I'll give you credit yes, anyways. But I don't yes. think anybody's really in on the quarterback. Simon anymore. Simon deserves more credit than we're giving him right now. He he. I don't know. He's made, man. he's made some good points, and we know about we know a lot about these guys because of him. So if we're too nice to him, <laughs> he might get a big hit. We gotta we gotta <laughs> trash him. We're talking too much about Simon. We need, it was not like we miss him or anything. No, so we need no, to shut no, up about no, him. No. Um. Anyways, yeah. I don't. Simon definitely thinks Brees Hall though. 
won't be in a committee. I think I think there's going to be an aspect of Michael Carter's production that takes away from Brees Hall's, and I think that's. But I think that's good for Brees Hall's longevity. Yeah, I think the offensive line in New York kind of scares me. That, dude, that's what I just said at the beginning of the podcast for five minutes. I know. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Just, I, I no, I, I mean, I'm agreeing with you again. Yes. But but that just, ugh. It, yeah, and and again, I mean, back to what you can, back to what you can get for Brees Hall. I I mean, I we were just texting Simon earlier today, and he was like, he he was in the position to get Brees Hall. Uh, he had the 101 or the 102, and he traded back. And he ended up with three Garrett Wilsons and in different leagues. He got one trade where he sent the 101, that's Brees Hall, and he got Garrett Wilson and Marquise Brown. Are you smash accepting that or not? Well, I told him to smash accept the Marquise Brown. Yes, exactly. Brown. <laughs> that, that's, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm taking that. He, one was Kenneth Walker and Chris Olave. I'm taking that, too. That's twice the chance to hit in Dynasty than the one Brees Hall. Absolutely. So... I uh, do it. it. He's he's been making some great moves in, in the trades recently, especially with guys being more high on players landing spots after the uh, NFL right. draft. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, again, he Brees Hall could absolutely be a top twelve dynasty running back this he year. He could. I doubt he will be. It's just my two cents. Kenneth Walker went to the Seahawks, and honestly, I like that landing spot. How many running backs do the Seahawks need? I don't know. The end of Chris Carson, maybe. I mean, because I think they roll with Penny over yeah, Carson. Yeah, yeah. They're. Uh, I haven't looked at. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up Chris Carson's talk contract about, situation talk about here, backfield. but they're not gonna pay. But him if Kenneth Walker pans stay. out, then you know when Marshawn was there, it wasn't a committee backfield. It's not like Pete Carroll's not willing to give a lead back the reins and tell him to go. Like, although Marshawn was a little bit more of a workhorse, but at the same time, I think this could be something we might be. I just. I just. I'm just spitballing. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just think this could be something that we're overthinking where Kenneth Walker was the elite college prospect and, and very, very good in college. Brees Hall is a very solid running back at Iowa State. Wasn't elite. Didn't put up, you know, elite numbers. He wasn't like, you know, popping off the page like somebody like Kenneth Walker or somebody even like, you know, who Jonathan Taylor, who was like one of the best college running backs of all time. But, you know, if Kenneth Walker pans out, there's plenty of opportunity for him there in Seattle. And there's not a clear person to take that away from him. So, I think it will be really interesting to see yeah. how Kenneth Walker pans out. And I like the value that – but he's obviously yeah. going in the first, and I think he should be too. But what do you think about Kenneth Walker? Um, obviously, like we said, I like his landing spot better than I there, – there's there's literally no known QB that's starting in Seattle right now outside of Drew Locke. And Baker could end up being there. Does that make me any less excited about – Kenneth Walker situation, heck to the no. No, so that, make, that would it, make me probably even more excited because of the success of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt together, right? Um, in Cleveland, so and yeah, Chris Chris Carson is all but irrelevant. He is under a two-year, ten million dollar contract. He's entering his last year in that contract, and uh, they could just cut him and save some money. So right. we're. Uh, he's he's 27 he's going to be 28 going into this season his dynasty value um is declining and it's declining fast and uh he's he's not even close to as valuable as he was last last season two years ago 
Um, he he was a solid RB while it lasted, which wasn't super long, but no. you know, respect to him, he 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 was solid for a while there. And uh, for being a seventh round pick back in the day, two forty ninth overall, he way overproduced for what anyone probably ever expected. But looks like Seattle's moving on, taking Kenneth Walker. Uh, we love that landing spot. And uh, who who go, who goes after Kenneth? So here in the, yeah, after Kenneth in Walker, the, the next two picks later, the Giants took Wandell Robinson. From Kentucky, which Wandell. that's, that's definitely, we're not mispronouncing. That. Uh, no, that's how you say his name for Wandale sure. Robinson. Wandale Robinson. Don't yeah. So, um, somebody literally, his parents were like, no. the letter R. Why would we name him Rondale? Let's let's just name him Wandale. You don't want to mistake Rondale Moore with Wandale Wand- Robinson. Wandale Moore. So, anyways, Wandale Robinson is. Ironic because he's a he's a little guy and he's going to the Giants, but yeah, uh, I, I guess he's a. You are just so funny. He's a little giant. Honestly, he's not a bad value here because where he's going, he's going in the second round of rookie drafts, and there's not a you know there's not a truly dominant receiver on the Giants. No, we we like one. And he's talented. I like yeah. that as I like that as yep. a landing spot. John Mechie the third went to uh, the Texans at the pick after that. He's got a lot of draft capital on him. We talked. I mentioned him last week. Simon said he didn't like him. Now Simon loves him. I don't I don't know where Simon sits on him now, but. Well, you never know where Simon sits. Yeah, I'm right. actually I'm curious to hear what he has to say about that in the next spot. I'd like to hear his but, take I mean, on Mechie uh, now. And the same thing within the Texans. They've got Brandon Cooks, and that's about it. Brandon Cooks is getting up there in age. Mechie, if he can, you know, if he yeah. – I'll say it again. If he pans out, who knows, yes. man. Please don't say Nico Collins' is competition. Yeah, Stop no, it. Don't don't, e- don't, don't even do – don't say it. Don't do it. Uh, Tyquan Thornton went to the Patriots. We're not really – you know, I don't. There's not <laughs> really a lot there. I do think it's relevant though that Tyquan Thornton went before George Pickens. Um, George Pickens has an attitude problem, I think, and um, there were three wide receivers that went back to back here: Pickens and Alec Pearson, and then Sky Moore. I think most people are taking Sky Moore higher than Pickens right now, which I I, uh, I think Sky Moore is uh, being a little bit overvalued right now. Um, and and I never note, li- I never liked Pickens. Go note about Sky Moore. Go. Um. If you're high on Sky Moore because he's going to Kansas City, since when was Kansas City good at drafting wide receiver talent? Dude, well, I said like, like in dynasty, in, in dynasty. I said, football. I said, Tyreek being the exception. In one of the first four episodes that we ever did, I said, well, if a rookie goes to Kansas, and then I know this was pre Tyreek, but still, I said, oh, what if a rookie goes to Kansas City that could possibly have some value? And everybody was, and you two literally crapped on me for it. You guys, were like, are you kidding me? No. Well, now everybody thinks he has value, and I don't think I don't think a whole lot changed. I mean, I mean, Tyreek being yeah, exactly. gone is obviously, but Kelsey is still there, okay. And Kelsey was, you know, as big of a target for Mahomes as Tyreek was. I think that's on paper. So, yeah. I, if you can make, I guess you, I just don't see it. Yeah, Simon doesn't think it's telling. I'm like, I asked Simon. I said, "Do you think it's telling that Alec Pierce and George Pickens, were not, or just Alec Pierce, got drafted above Sky Moore?" He said, "No." I think it is. I think Chris Ballard's a good GM, and I think, you know, and especially hearing now that Alec Pierce was Reggie Wayne's guy. Reggie Wayne, obviously, the Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Colts. That is now the Colts wide receiver coach, like an Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Uh, Sky Moore is going, like, in the mid-first in some of these startup dressers. I just think it's too high. And Alec Pierce is not. No, Alec Pierce is a good value in the second. Yeah. George Pickens is about where he was, where he should be. Sky Moore, I'm just, I'm not buying, I'm not buying like that. Yeah. If, if he slides far enough... I would get him, but I'm not taking him where he's going. And I think right I, now, I, I think which I, is I, a, a significant jump. Well, and I'm trying to figure out if so, I sent this to you. Yeah, Alec Pierce, I feel like is even different than Sky Moore. I'd probably still in Dynasty. I'd probably still take Sky Moore over Alec Pierce because, again, the the Colts' offense doesn't work like that when it comes to. Uh, 
fantasy production. Right. Um, I, I mean, Pittman is probably the biggest upside you're going to get, which is flirting with wide receiver one numbers, which is really nice. I mean, you're talking about a high-end wide receiver two with probably a ceiling of a low-end wide receiver one at most for Michael Pittman. Don't think Alec Pierce is going to get there. I think Alec Pierce no. will help the efficiency of the offense in Indy in general, but not for and, Dynasty. And let me be clear, Sky Moore has, like Sky definitely Moore has a higher fantasy upside and a Dynasty definitely, upside than Alec Pierce, sure. for sure. Yes. But at the same time, I do think it's telling that he slid down to 54. Um, yeah. And I just personally am not super, super high on Sky Moore, but that's just me, and I, and I don't know what I'm talking about. And I, honestly, exactly. your guess is as good as mine, if not yeah. worse than mine, because at least I watch football. Yeah. Um, but you know who we do like who went after right after Sky Moore to Arizona, which we love this landing spot. Yeah, and, Tra- and Trey, Trey, McBride. Trey McBride will sit behind Zach Ertz for a little bit there, but I, eventually he'll take Ertz's spot there, and you know hopefully with Kyler. And I like that a lot. So Trey McBride going in the second as he was, late second as he was, you know, in the re- pre- uh, draft rookie mocks and that's interesting jelani woods got taken at 73 it'll be interesting to see how he pans out in fantasy uh, some of the other popular guys in fantasy titan wise are um, greg dulcich who i just took in a, in a rookie draft in like the late third um Oconquo in tennessee akeda otten in tampa bay a couple of those guys but we're not going to go super in depth the the, the quarterback landing spots, you know, Malik Willis to the Titans, Matt Corral to the Panthers, and Sam Howell to the Commanders, not to mention Desmond Ritter to the Falcons, which can be interesting, but I think with all those guys, yeah. there's not a whole lot to talk about. They're going to step in and probably be backups. They might contend, like a Corral might contend. Ritter might contend. I think Willis probably will. I actually, I think Ritter, I think there's a chance this year that Ritter could be that uh placeholder between um when 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 the falcons get a better quarterback next season i think if mariota is garbage or even gets injured because of his style of play which is not unlikely he did have some injury history in tennessee um they've got a solid guy in ritter to back him up and maybe even take his place mid-season i could see that happening yeah let's um Let's take the last couple minutes here. We've got we could obviously talk about this for a long time, but we're gonna eventually long run time. out of time. So let's go through and let's <laughs> read. Seven. Let's read. I asked um, some some of the dynasty domain leaguers to chime in on there what they thought were the biggest takeaways. Um, so we're gonna go through some and read some of those. Uh, give some shout outs to some of our guys in our leagues. If you're interested in joining a league, go to our website and let us know because we. Obviously, are going to be opening more leagues, but they are super fun leagues. They're very, very active, uh, very knowledgeable, and they're pretty competitive, too. So uh, let's go through and read some of these takes, and we'll talk about it. Uh, Ole Ole, uh, who is in Dynasty Domain 4 League, says, The biggest loser is the Tennessee Titans fan base. And that is the funniest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, because the Titans suck, and their fans suck. Like, seriously. So I obviously, I think I have biggest to agree with that being take because of AJ Brown. Well, and then there's just obviously the Titans are yeah. losers anyway. How many AJ Brown jerseys did they sell this past season and this off man. season? That's terrible. Tragic. It's terrible. Tragic. Uh, Yama, I'll just call him Yama because the rest of it is probably not child appropriate here. But he says he he bets at least two of these QBs still end up as solid weekly starters by next year. If I had to pick two, it'd probably be Pickett and Ritter at this point. Though, well, well, this will bleed into another hot. Yeah, take. we'll get there. Yeah, maybe, I, but maybe yeah, Howell. I agree with you. But I agree we'll, with you. Maybe how. But, but we'll see. Yes. Uh, he says Christian Watson will still be drafted too high, and he, in my opinion, was right. Uh, he says there could be at least two, uh, two of Damian Pierce, James Cook, Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller, and Zamir White will be two would be top twenty four running backs this year, and at least we'll have two top 12 running backs with running back seasons within the next three seasons. I'm not sure. I see not that. buying the first part. <laughs> part not buying the first part I uh, could maybe even 
maybe barely see the second part. Yeah. Um, Goma Juice uh, says that Christian Watson will be a top 12 wide receiver this year in fantasy. Who will? Christian Watson. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Creek says Christian Watson will end up an MVS, which is hilarious. Exactly what I said. Because that's, we that's just funny. comped. Well, them. there you go, Kriegs. You and I think. I know you. You must be. Alike. You must be. Great you must be alike. happy with that. Yes, sir. Uh, AZ said some of the bigger winners were Sky Moore um, and Christian Watson. Some of the losers were Pickens and every QB not named Pickett. I uh, yeah. I don't know if I. I guess Sky Moore is a winner because he's going to play with Mahomes. Actually, yeah. Uh, and Watson because he's going to play with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that I think I agree with that. Though the Pickens thing, I would actually I would flip that a little bit. I wouldn't say Pickens is the biggest loser. I would say the entire Pittsburgh receiving core, with the exception of Deontay Johnson, is the biggest loser. Yeah, essentially Chase Claypool. Yeah, C- uh, CG Cunningham says that some losers in this trade are Michael Carter, which we talked about that. Uh, Mariota, I think that's probably true too. Uh, the Seattle wide receivers are losers. Penny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs. No, no, I don't. No. I don't see that one. No. Uh, some winners he said are Chase Edmonds, uh, Kenny Pickett, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan, and AJ Brown. <laughs> the the only the only running back hurt in Vegas from Zamir from Zamir White is Kenyon Drake. Correct. Who had no value whatsoever. And, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. I do. I do like Zach Wilson as a as a winner there. Matt Ryan is an interesting one because he did get a couple weapons in this draft, and I think he could. Yeah, I we think do you could call we him do a like winner. That. And mm-hmm. AJ Brown. I mean, I don't know. Going from one crappy fan base in Tennessee to another crappy fan base in Philly, like I mean, that's kind of a <laughs> lateral move if you ask me. But yeah, I mean, sure. At least he's going to yeah. play with a for our guy, uh, Nick Sirianni, who was a cult, is a cult, and we like him here. So um, another couple hot takes here. Uh, Gomaju's going back to him. He says Sam Howell will start the majority of the season for Washington. I don't that's think that's a I good take. I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibilities no, at this point. No, sir. Because uh, Carson Wentz is, is pretty bad. We watched him play a lot last year, and he's pretty bad, man. Uh, our guy, JCJ Dynasty, who is a friend of the podcast, he has a, quite a few here. I'll read some of them. Uh, he said he thought the Jets absolutely killed it for Wilson, which we obviously agree with. Uh, he said the Patriots continue to troll with the wide receiver evaluations. Ayo. Absolutely. He said the QB slid. They went to teams where there's a path to succeed and potentially play next season. That is a really good point, in my opinion. Hmm. We trashed the QBs, but they all did go to pretty solid situations. They all could. It's, it is definitely not here we go outside the realm of possibilities that all of these guys could be starting guys within two years they're all in situations where they, that could happen willis could overtake Tannehill. ritter could overtake mariota pickett is probably going to be starting at some point this year howell could overtake Wentz pretty easily right sure they could be starting in a couple of years will they still be starting in five years probably now? not that and that's the key that's but but they're going to get their shot why. i think and i think he's right yeah. on that um he said he thought the day two capital wide receivers in uh, Moore, Watson, Mechie, Bell, Pierce, and Pickens actually all went to the landing spots that they will impact their teams immediately, which definitely Watson, uh, probably more in Mechie too. I actually we definitely agree with David Bell. So yeah, I think we agree with you here. I'm not sure about Pickens. We'll have to see in the the Steelers wide receiver room where he fits in there. Um, but he said he also said he also you know non fantasy wise said the Giants did fantastic with their first two picks which we totally agreed they got they got Thibodeau and they got uh, Evan Neal from Alabama and obviously building around a, a solid defensive end and offensive tackle is good for an NFL team uh, he said the rest of their draft was man although Wandale is interesting and I think we talked about that too we think Wandale is interesting as well yeah uh, Gomaju says TDP will 
for the 49ers will outproduce Mitchell this season. And Gomez in every league that we have. And so what he did is he just went and did a different take in every league so he'd get on three times. <laughs> Brilliant. But we don't care. Uh, we'll outproduce Mitchell this season. Pass on that one. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. So we don't like your takes, but <laughs> no, we we liked we new. liked your Sam Howell take. That we we did like your Sam Howell take. Uh, Krieg says Matt Corral will start for Carolina week one. I think that's a good that take. Is, that is a very good take. And in that case, I Matt like Corral's that. a good value because I like Matt Corral's talent. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, we just wanted to go get some things from our the guys in our leagues, and yeah. and obviously we agreed to some of them. We food touched for, on a lot of them yeah, today. Food but. for thought. Uh, Take it with a grain of salt and uh, determine what you think is good advice and what's bad advice. Yeah. Um, so, again, the whole landscape of Dynasty was flipped around a little bit. There a lot, a ton, a ton of players impacted. Um, so we didn't even really scratch the surface. We could talk about this for quite a few hours at a time. Uh, yeah. But we probably better call it, and 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 maybe we'll get back to this uh, in a couple weeks. No promises that we have an episode next week. I am actually graduating from college this weekend, and then going on vacation next week. So vacation. I won't be here, and I don't know if the I don't know if the boys are confident enough to run the whole system without me, since since I'm oh, we're kind of setting this guys. crap up. Well, and, well, well here, here's the thing. Well, you we don't just, have my we spent you don't have an entire episode trashing Simon. He's going to want to get back at you. Now. You guys, you guys, and so you could, you could easily actually take a week and trash. After me. he listens to this episode, he's probably going to be pretty motivated to do that. Yeah. I, you guys, good luck so with we, that. But we, we may try it out. And nobody's allowed to use my mic if I'm gone next week. No, oh, why would I ever do that? Because you get I'm your, attached you get to my mic. spit all over it. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, we'll come back. We've got plenty of off season content for you. But again, we might take the next week off. We do have some new content. We are in the process of updating our rankings, and it is a huge headache because we have no idea where to rank everyone yeah. besides Simon, who ranks all the rookies in the top 12 of each <laughs> position. And and so, but these new rankings should be done for you soon. And while everything is pretty confusing right now, if you want to jump onto our locals page and pay $3 a yep. month, which locals, is, locals is always cheap, active. cheaper than a gallon of gas, then you can get all of this. And we like it because then we can self-fund the show and we don't have to do ads and we're not ever going to take sponsors we're not going to do ads because we don't want to bore you and that's the end of this one so if you like the show give us a thumbs up if you don't just don't dislike us but just don't do anything we appreciate you listening thank you for joining us this has been dynasty domain <laughs>